1: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post game podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Thanks for joining us. The Hawks lose three to one in Tampa Bay to the Lightning. Darn. Braden Point with a pair of goals. Brandon Hagel adds the empty netter. And for those of you rooting for a tank win, you got it. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tiribasi. Before we get started. Make sure if you're watching us on YouTube, you smash that like button for us and subscribe to the YouTube page. We would greatly appreciate that. If you're a podcast listener, thank you. Make sure you're following or subscribed to us on your podcast app as well. And if you're feeling uh, you know, generous, a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts would go a long, long way for us. And we would greatly appreciate that. So, fellas, uh, let's get into the game here. Uh, another kind of just like last night's game against the Panthers, where the Hawks are up against a team they have kind of got no business being in the game against, and they hang in there. And it took Tampa Bay, you know, uh, fifty-eight minutes or whatever it was to to finally put the Hawks away. Mm-hmm. Peter Mrazek was outstanding. The team played their balls off, and they lost. Yeah. So if you're rooting for the tank, here you go. But again. Even if you're not rooting for the tank, it's impossible to be upset after these games. It really is. Yeah, it's like it's it's almost impressive what they're doing. <laughs> it
2: really is. They made us uh, sweat it out tonight. But yeah, I mean, this is this is the kind of quintessential loss that you would want to see out of a game this season, where you know the the, the team hangs in there. Um, we we talk about it all the time that that you know Luke Richardson has gotten the most out of his yeah. team. Uh, all iterations of what his lineup has looked like this season he's been able to get the most out of them and uh, they have not looked for the 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 exit door on the season which is great um but yeah I mean it's 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 finally at the end of this game the talent gap uh got just wide enough for Braden Point to uh uh be the difference maker um not once but almost twice um but yeah, it's it's this is the kind of loss that that you kind of hope for. It's at this point of the season, it's it's entertaining. You see, you see guys making, uh, you know, small impacts in the game uh, that you want to see have those uh, have those moments, like Lucas Reichel, like Joey Anderson, um, guys trying to you know make make names for themselves in this opportunity that they have, uh, and then ultimately you don't go upwards in the standings. So it's it's kind of what everyone can hope for at this point of the
1: year. I see a couple new people in the chat. Steven and Donovan, thank you for joining us. We always like to see new faces in the chat as well as our veterans. Again, make sure you smash that like button. And we've got a poll running on our YouTube page right now. Who is your favorite former Lightning? Is it Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, Cole Gutman, who was a Lightning draft pick but never played a game for them, or Boris Kachuk, who we had to put on there for... Legitimacy reasons <laughs> because we remembered. <laughs> oh yeah, he also was on the. He <laughs> wasn't on the original draft list. <laughs> and
3: then Mario was like, "Hey, wait,
1: yeah, that's right." Porsche Kachuk. You know what? He still exists. I'm gonna do it. He's getting my vote. Porsche Kachuk. There's one. He gets the vote. Way so, to be way so to be dishonest
3: while <laughs> filling out our questionnaire.
1: I just feel bad for the guy. I don't want him to tune into our show on the way home and be like, "Oh, nobody <laughs> listen, even, but not even one person." Listen, if I Boris, got you, Boris. We
3: know Boris doesn't listen to the show because he would have punched all three of us by now if he did. <laughs> yeah, but he'd <you'd> miss.
1: <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this this is one of those really, polls where I feel like I could actually. It'd be interesting uh, to see. Yeah, it could it could be pretty even. We've had some blowout polls lately. That's for damn sure. Hey,
3: <laughs> not touching that one. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, as we said, Talking about the Bears show last night. Yeah, uh, a lot of people uh, wanted to do that.
3: But as as I said, like right before right before Tampa scored the winning goal, uh, I, I marvelled that like Kyle Davidson is really good at two things: putting together. A tank worthy roster. Yes. Which is what we wanted. Mm-hmm. But he might have been a little bit too good at hiring that that head coach. Yeah. yeah. Me. <laughs> like, okay, here's like one of the worst teams this franchise has ever put together. And then Luke Richardson is just getting them so competitive every game and trying hard. They just don't have the talent to score goals. They barely have the talent to shoot the puck,
1: yeah. let alone yeah.
3: score goals.
2: But. You know, it's. It gets you excited for when this team is going to be comprised of guys who yeah. are like supposed to help them contend, you know?
3: It's just. I, I, it makes me not only feel that and have confidence, a lot of confidence, that Luke Richardson is going to be the right coach for this team when they are a mm-hmm. playoff contender again, but he's also going to be the right coach to help develop these young players because he is so patient. Oh and yeah. So just always about the teaching moments and how and y- we we talked about it earlier. Uh, ben Pope asked him, you know, about about that face-off goal last night. And he sat there and broke it down and explained it. And if he's doing that to the beat reporters, <laughs> what's he gonna do for guys like Lucas Reichel and mm-hmm. when Frank Nazar or Kevin Korczynski get here? Hopefully Connor Bedard or Adam Fantilli. Uh, who had a nice game for the University of Michigan tonight. You know, he's the right coach for this. Not only for this team right now, but for going forward. He's going to not only be a good coach when this team is good, he's going to help them get good. He's going to be – he's the perfect mindset for these young players because he doesn't get angry. He doesn't get frustrated very often. And he has patience with yeah. players. He allows guys to make mistakes and then go back out there and see if they make the same mistake again. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And how many times did we see that with you know, granted, completely different situation with Joel Quinville where you'd have no patience? You make a mistake, you're done for the night. You might be done for the season. Yeah. You might be end up, you know, in the trunk of a car oh. like the beginning of
1: Goodfellas. Tavo Teravinan, yeah, uh, Nicoletti, Exactly. Some guys like some of these guys never that just liked
3: couldn't do it and granted totally different situation because there was actual expectations yeah. to win it's a lot easier to give guys extra chances to make mistakes when there's no sure. expectation to win you prefer that they lose and there's really nobody coming to take their position right now right but that's a good mindset to have when you're coaching young players is like let them go up and, and screw up every once in a while and then see how they react when you put them right back out there
1: we talked about so ben pope was the only one on the beat who traveled as far as i can tell that's so a tough the trip pre-game interview is just him and luke basically talking to each other yeah and what ben said he asked him about like what does Derek plott do so luke kind of got into the whole coaching thing and what he said was all the coaches are very level-headed no one gets too hot. No one gets too cold. And he said that's, a, he said, that's the right kind of a staff for a learning team. He mm-hmm. didn't say young team because they're not really young, but they are learning. And what well, you said about teaching moments and, and letting players make mistakes and learn from them. The other day, we played some audio from him talking about Lucas Reichel, uh, saying that he made a mistake every coach on the bench was chomping at the bit to be the guy to tell Lucas Reichel he made a mistake, and when Reichel came over, he said he was red in the face, he knew he had done it, he knew what he was going to hear, and they used it as a moment to say, okay, next time, here's what you do in that situation. That's how you coach a team full of young Mm -hmm. and inexperienced players, and like he said, a learning team, and and I've been nothing but impressed. I'm trying to think of things that Luke Richardson has done where I've been like, what the hell is he doing? There might have been like, little things I've disagreed with, like, maybe this guy should be on power play one and not this guy or whatever. But for the most part, think about how we felt watching Hawks games last year under Jeremy Cowton. Like, what the hell are they doing? Mm -hmm. What is this? I mean, there were even times under Quenville where
2: you'd be like, what? You would would shake your head at some of the moves, the the blending lines constantly in the middle of games. But, yeah, with Richardson, I... I mean, I really can't say that there's anything that I've like lost, you know, lost patience over with him. I think one, I think it's probably a factor that you kind of just shrug and be like, "Well, it doesn't really matter this season." But also, like, he's with what he's been given as as a roster, he's 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 doing a, a really good job at, at getting through and, and getting the most out of each player and, and knowing the right buttons to push. And I think a lot of it goes along with. You know, when they hired him, Kyle Davidson said, well, you know we wanted a coach that has presence. Well, he definitely has that. When he steps into a room, he's got the resume of over fourteen hundred uh, games in the NHL uh, as a player, you know, on, under his belt. Um, and then and then he's just got you know the right temperament, the right mind for this kind of team. And I, I equate it to like if he was if he was like a sophomore algebra teacher, he'd probably be everyone's favorite teacher. The way that he he like loves to dissect the game and, and get into the X and, as, and O's and the emphasis that he puts on video work with the players. I'm sure that those uh, sessions are like super in depth, but also like super simple for them to kind of digest because he knows he can throw everything at them, but if they're not processing it, it's not going to go anywhere. Right. So he's talked a lot this year about keeping things as simple as possible for, for guys to digest and, and, and take in what he's what he's telling them and and I think it's it's translating this season because this team doesn't look like discombobulated sloppy they don't know what the hell they're doing out there on the ice that's you know too convoluted of a strategy it looks very simple when they play and the reason that they're losing most of these games is just they're playing teams that are better than them. right just talent and it's it's not it's not all over the place like the beginning of this season, people in the chat talking about the beginning of this or uh, of last season, rather those first 12 games were just, it was just awful hockey to watch because the team looked all over the place. Like they didn't, it looked, it didn't look like normal hockey that we had been accustomed to watching. Yeah. So when you get, when you get a system with Richardson where it's just simplified down and guys can just do what got them here and, and, and hone those skills, that's an easy way to play the game for these guys.
1: Well, everybody here is. I like what you said about that. Like, you're watching the game and it just doesn't look right under Jeremy Collin. That was true because we've all watched hockey forever. And you get used to seeing, like, I guess is that any sport? Like, you kind of know where a guy's going to be, even if they're not in a screen. And then you see, like, a you know, maybe a drop pass to the point and There's no point man there. You're like, your brain, like, glitches for a second. Like, wait, that's not right. That doesn't yeah. look right. We saw that all the time. And the simplicity... I'm interested to see when he gets some talent if he's going to change the system. I don't think he's gonna. You don't have to. It's not that complicated of a game. It's really not. And like you're saying, like the failures the Hawks have are failures of talent, not of uh, you know lack of understanding or blown assignments. It's the guy just doesn't have the passing ability or the shooting ability right. or the accuracy that other guys on or the in the league speed would have. Or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's more of like, well, we just don't have the, the talent to get it done. There's a good comment from Fate versus Will in the chat that I wanted to get to. And he says, this game felt like it was played in mud, slow AF. The Bolts looked frustrated by it. Back in the Dynasty days, I used to do some bar events with Hawks players. And I was always curious as to why it seemed like sometimes the Hawks would play down to their competition. And they said, when you're playing a team that doesn't have a lot of talent, it can kind of gum up the game. When you're playing against a team with with equal amount of skill as you have, the passes are crisp, right? The game has more flow to it as opposed to, oh, there's an offside. There's an icing. there's It, it does feel stuck in mud, and those really talented teams can get frustrated by it. Look, we saw Tampa. They were frustrated in this game. Like, yeah. what the hell? Like, we are so much better than these guys. Why are we not having success? And as that goes on for 60 minutes, the frustration grows and grows and grows. More often than not, the talent overcomes and they win the game, as we saw with the Hawks in a dynasty. But it, a, a, a low, a lower-skilled opponent can have an impact on the higher-skilled teams. It, it happens all the time. So I've had several different players acknowledge that to me yeah. and say, yeah, when we're playing a team that's that's ass, it's hard for <laughs> us to even find our own games.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It, and the Blackhawks qualify as one of these ass, those ass <laughs> teams. That- <Yeah. laughs> and ass, you know what, though? I'll say this. The roster is ass. The team is not ass. No. As a collective group, yeah. they play hard. They're in games. They're better than they should be. Right. Mm-hmm. The sum is better than the whole of its parts, or the whole is better than the sum of its parts. Either way. Sure. You know I mean. One of those two is right. That perfect, sounds right. Perfect conversation to talk about holes. Um, <laughs> yeah,
3: so that was that. Um, no, I think, you know, you mentioned like the Jeremy Collinson stuff. It wasn't just the first 12 games of the season. Well, we had to sit there that, and go, "What the hell are we watching?" But that was that was like <laughs> that this was,
2: roster, this roster should not be playing hockey that looks like this. Right. And that's yeah. why
3: like when Derek King came in and like those first few games, we were just like, "Oh my god. <laughs> Look at how simple this is." Yeah. Um but yeah, I I think I I would imagine as as the team gets better and and more skilled, that there will be some more wrinkles to it, but I don't yeah. think I don't. Luke played in an era of quote simple hockey. Like yeah. he played in in the '90s and early 2000s, really before the game really got fast and and as skilled as it is today, as wide open as it is today. So I think he, you know, the, the simple, the simpler you keep it, I think the more success you have. It's when you try to get too cute too fancy is usually when it blows up in your own face. And, so.
2: and when this team does have more talent on it in the next few few years, I think there, there probably will be a lot of what he's doing now carrying over, keeping the game simple, because when you keep it simple, that allows for guys that have more of that innate talent to be like, well, all I have to, all I have to worry about in my assignment is X, Y, Z. Well, I know I can do that. And I also know that I'm fast enough. I know, I know the game flow. I can go out and create and do my own thing without going outside the system because the system is simple. It's something, something I've done for 10, 15, 20 years of my life playing hockey. So I know, I know what to expect. I know where to be. And I also have the skill to be like, well, I'm going to go make this play because I know I can. So I think it's when, when we get to that point, I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for those high skill players to kind of in Richardson's system be able to be like, go be, you know, go be Frank Nazar and go use your speed to to create something uh and and let let the you know let the yep. simplicity of the game allow you to be able to have that like flexibility and that openness in the game.
3: And we've said it a hundred times mostly when a lot of times we're talking about Kirby Doc, but a play a hockey player that's thinking on the ice is usually not yeah. an effective hockey yeah. player. K- keeping it simple just lets these guys play instinctive hockey, and that it, the game is so fast that you got to rely on your instincts. If you're if you're trying to think where you should be, yeah, the guy's already gone.
1: Yep. Uh, some good post game quotes rolling in here from Luke Richardson. Uh, this one from Phil Thompson. Luke says, "Quote: You don't want to hear we had a good effort. That gets old after a while." Yeah. Here's one from Ben Pope. Quote Our guys right now, they're a little bit deflated after giving two nights of great effort against two strong teams down here. But we're just going to reassure them that they did so many things right, that we're going in the right direction. We'll learn from this. So there's a there's a team that is not bought into the tank. There's a coach that's not building the tank. And frankly, as much as we want the best odds of Connor Bedard, I actually like the fact that that Richardson and his teams like f that we're going to try to win every game yeah. we play. I like I yeah. like that about him.
2: That I mean you yeah, would you rather the team <laughs> this maybe a rhetorical question, but would you rather this team at this point of the season just look unenthused, uninterested, giving up, you know, giving up on plays, giving up on games, you know, looking for the looking for the exit door after 20 minutes, after 40 minutes or would you rather see a competitive hockey game where more likely the ta- more talented team that's not the Blackhawks is going to win? Like yeah. I would much rather see this team playing Compete- and giving, giving the competitive effort that they are night in and night out because that's, that's a team that's listening to its coach. That's a team that's bought into what, what's happening in the room. Um, I'd much rather have that than guys that are just uh, counting down the days till February was the final day of the year, February 13th. Or at April thirteenth, April thirteenth
3: or fourteenth. Yeah, oh, so right just just
2: counting down the days. I I would not have any that those would be harder shows to do than this. Yeah, that would be because it would be. Who's we'd, not feeling positive? After we'd be, this game, we'd be pulling teeth to be like, well, I guess Kurshev looked like he gave a shit. Like you know, that's right. That's Finding not gonna the be guys who fun. gave
1: a shit is a horrible show to.
2: Yeah, do. Yeah, that's a yeah, and that's a horrible had, that's a horrible that. game to watch.
3: Yeah. We had to do that our first. Two months on the air, right? Those, no that doubt. wasn't fun.
2: Yeah, exactly. So we, yeah, we, I'd we, much rather this team be engaged and competitive through all eighty-two
1: games than than anything else. Yeah, it hurt, certainly helps us. Hey, we keep seeing a ton of new names in here. Uh, I know Casimir, I think I noticed uh, them for the first time last night. Foreign Empire. I don't know if I've noticed before. <laughs> There's a whole bunch. So if you're if you're checking us out for the first time, uh. you should know that. This is not all we do. It's not just the YouTube show. It's not just the podcast. Go to allchgo.com. Check out all of our great written content and become a diehard. What do you get from being a diehard? Well, a ton. First of all, as soon as you sign up, you get a free shirt or hat of your choice from the CHGO Locker. That's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, you get access to all of our written content, including uh, the Rebuild Report, which we publish, I've got my uh, Blackhawks beat every week. After every game, we publish three Hawks hits where each of us give you an individual thought on the game and a a game summary. Greg does his history report every week, this week in Hawks history. There's so much awesome stuff, and that's just us. There's Bears, there's Bulls, there's Cubs, there's Sox, there's Fire, there's Red Stars, there's Sky. Every team in Chicago is covered. So become a diehard at allchgo.com and... Not only are you going to get the free shirt, the free hat, you're also going to save 20% on everything at the CHGO Locker and 20% off all of our events. We do tailgates before every Bears game. We do takeovers. We just had our takeover against the uh, the Coyotes game. That was a great fun. We had, what, well, like 35 people come with us? Yeah, it was great. And watch the Hawks and Coyotes. Uh, the Bulls had a watch party. We've got stuff going on all the time, and you save on those events. We've got happy hours on Zoom that are for members only. You get access to our Discord for members only. It is a great deal if you're a Chicago sports fan. So go to allchgo.com and become a diehard. And you can join us at some of our great events coming up at Goose Island, which should be uh, yeah, happening we got very, some, very soon.
2: we got some coming up. It's
3: going to be fun. Uh, Kaz was asking me earlier uh, about what my favorite uh, N.A. beverages are. Uh if, if you're referring to NA beers, um, anything from the Well Being Brewery is top notch. That's what I recommend for anybody who wants a, a damn good uh, quote unquote fake beer. Uh, <laughs> check out the 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 uh, Well Being Brewing. They got a they got a wide selection and everything. I'm a big fan of their IPA. I enjoyed IPA when I was uh, a drinker. And so many of the non-alcoholic IPAs kind of missed the mark, but that one, I've given it to friends of mine and didn't tell them it was a non-alcoholic, and they had no idea. So, uh, well-being is my favorite of the uh, the fake beers. Well, I'm sure as, as that as is,
1: is NA Revolution is upon us, which is a good thing. Our friends at Goose Island. I, will be jumping so. on I, w- I was going to say
2: that that's your favorite I, until Goose. I, exactly, because I will gladly theirs.
3: be their taste tester slash spokes person for their, their NA line, if you and mean when the, it comes out. the test monkey. That's a, that'd be there a lot go, of fun. I, I, I could be a guinea pig, no problem. <laughs>
2: yeah. And hey, Goose Island, uh, they are the official beer of us here at CHGO. You see the beautiful cans on the table. The Beautiful cans. Blackhawks Pale Ale, the Bull City 312, the No Plans uh, Pale Ale, and of course, in the Golden Can... The Hallmark 312 of the Goose Island line. Uh, Just a ton of great tasting beers for all different uh, tastes and beer fans out there. The Bourbon County Stout, the Beer Hug IPA Series. uh, All just delicious up and down the lineup uh, for Goose Island. You're not going to find a Goose Island beer in their lineup that doesn't give a shit. Unlike last year's Blackhawks. (laughs) Uh, And if you want to check out Goose Island in their local locations... Uh, they're open and ready to welcome you. You can grab a beer at their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room, located at 1800 West Fulton, or you can get yourself a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brewhouse, located at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, you can go to GooseIsland.com/locations. Again, that's Goose Island Beer Company official beer of CHGO. <laughs> Oh,
3: give us give us that na deliciousness, Goose Island. Come I'm on, sh- yeah, I'm sure make it happen.
1: On. I'm sure they're on it. And uh, our official sports betting partner here at CHGO in All City is DraftKings Sportsbook. It's Awesome, and uh, do we want to gloat about our pick of the week? Oh hell yeah! Oh we're yeah, gloating. we're gonna, Let's gonna gloat do it. Bloat. That's my first. The floor is yours, it's my friend. My <laughs>
3: first victory of twenty twenty three. It's been a rough start to the year. That's it. Granted, I went about three weeks without a bet because uh, yeah, yeah. because you know my the Super Bowl killed me. Yeah, uh, but yes, if you if you played along with our DraftKings pick of the week last night, you got yourself some more money tonight as we parlayed the under six and a half in the Rangers Sabers game. Rangers won two to one. And the over in the Edmonton-Toronto game, last time I checked, it was 5-3. I stopped checking after that because it didn't matter. didn't matter. Because the money was already in my DraftKings account. So, yes, lots of fun uh, with the DraftKings all season long, whether you're a big hockey person, baseball's coming up, yep. the NCAA tournament. I hear people like to gamble on that. So yeah. use the DraftKings to get into the uh, NCAA tournament. Uh, add a little f- spice to your office pool, uh, which I hope we're doing this year.
1: Yeah, we certainly will be, Uh, and I'll be selling squares for my daughter's softball team. That's a different story for a different time. But yeah, like Greg (laughs) said, get those uh, MLB bets in, those same game parlays in every sport. NBA's got the no sweat same game parlays. Uh, So much to do, so many ways to play on the sports on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app now and sign up with the code CHGO. Listen to this: new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets. Instantly, only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And with that, it is time for our DraftKings King of the Game. And the king of the game is Peter Morazic. 34 saves, two goals against... A .944 save percentage. He has been terrific lately. He is going to be the feature of my Hawks hit tonight after the game. (laughs) So keep an eye out for that at allchgo.com. And I see our buddy Mongo says all we need now is a chgo Discord. Yeah, man, there is one for diehards (laughs) only. If you want to get on our Discord. All chgo.com. Yes. Become a I, diehard I, I'm,
3: today. I've been telling myself for like the last three weeks, but just things have been so hectic. I've been trying to be more active in yeah. there, but uh, one of these years I'll get more active. We'll get the there. Discord. Yeah. But they got it. We got a good group going on in there. So yes, you got the discord and yes, Charlie, the bacon guy. I did like the Malort's. Uh, I'm looking forward to a slice
1: of Malort bacon. That'll be interesting. Yep. You and no one else. <laughs> ah, you'd be surprised. I've got the Jardiner bacon from Charlie and I'm waiting to, cook it up tomorrow nice. cannot wait it's gonna be so so damn good Got uh, some super should, chats. yeah here. Let's, let's get to some super chats here before we get to our four stars of the game we've got steven uh who says uh this is what i expect from the hawks coaches that i've watched since 1970 the good days will come again that's a 20 hour super chat thank that's you that's a good use even. of super chat and i believe that's a first timer
0: I don't know if I've seen Steve. before. I
1: have not seen Snoopy in our yeah. chat before. And yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Another one from Foreign Empire says, I've been listening to your Spotify. I had to come check this out. Love the podcast. Love the pod for the extra spins, y'all. Yes, hit that nice. like button. Yep. If we get to 100, we'll get an extra tank spin or two if I'm feeling generous tonight. We're up to 75? Nice. Yeah, 75. All right. All right. I like it. All right. our Saturday Keep that going. Our is, is a loving
0: crowd. You know, and it's just, going.
1: It, it, I think it just speaks to like, not just us, but everything we do here, that we're in a basically meaningless regular season stretch here for the Hawks. Uh, The only thing that they could really do is is jockey for draft position, and we've got bigger audiences than we've had all year. We've got new people still checking us out. It's a testament to Hawks fans. It's a testament to CHGO fans, so we appreciate you. And for all you new people, tell a friend. You know, you've you've got Hawk fan friends. You've got Chicago sports fans in your life. Let them know about everything we're doing here at CHGO uh, and direct them to the website, allchgo.com, because those diehards, they are our lifeblood and we appreciate it very, very much. It's
3: it's a sign that the rebuild is off to a good start. Yeah. People are paying attention. People are excited. And listen, we know for a fact that folks over at the Blackhawks offices are tuning in and listening to what we're saying and, they they got to be excited to see that we still have active chats. Yeah, we were very busy before the trade deadline, but so many people sticking around. I mean, it's over over 120 people on a Saturday night when, you know, last time I checked, at least in my younger days, Saturday nights was a busy night to go out and do stuff.
2: I mean, this is like St. Patrick's Day weekend, isn't it?
3: Uh, well, in in my old neighborhood every weekend was St. Patrick's Day weekend. <laughs> but uh no, it's it's great. It it mean there's is yes the Blackhawks are at the bottom of the league right now, but there's reasons to be excited for what's coming. The optimism I think is at an all time high around this franchise yeah. because of the changes being made. And yeah, we, we just traded away the great the greatest player in team history, and that w- would have a lot of people bummed. But the steps that they're taking in 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 the right directions and having. an actual plan for the foreseeable future for the first time in a long time. Yes, it sucks saying goodbye to the championship era, but that was a long time ago, and now we're trying to get another one building, and it's a slow process, but it's off to a good start, and the fact that um, the fact that we have so many new fans and so many dedicated fans that have been with us every single game throughout the season shows that the fan base is on board they have hopped mm-hmm. on the ride and we're ready to go
1: also if you're a Hawks fan there's nowhere else to go that's true too you need us <laughs> and you know it you can't live without us because no one else is talking about it if they are they're doing it through gritted teeth and we are happy to be here and we're happy here with us all right let's get to our fourth stars of the game shall we we shall I just do it really fast and surprise <laughs> Number three star of the game, Blackhawks goaltender Peter Mrazek, with 34 saves, he was our DraftKings King of the Game and deservedly so. The number two star of the game, Brian Elliott, remember him? Yep. Yes. He stopped uh, 22 Blackhawks shots in this one. And your number one star of the game, Brayden Point, yep. who is just unbelievable. Two goals, his 42nd and 43rd of the year. 20:45 of ice time six shots on goal three more shot attempts just another dude on the tampa bay lightning
0: unbelievable
1: the guy this team is so deep Braden point is so good and i swear to god if you went if you if you found people that identify as hockey fans you know oh yeah i enjoy hockey i watch the hawks a lot you ask 100 of them maybe like 65 would probably tell you what team Braden point was on (laughs) yeah you know it's crazy that guy he's just great and uh, 43 goals on the season so far. Ho-hum. <laughs> That's brain point for you. Uh, My four-star of the game is going to go to former Lightning player, Tyler Johnson. He had an assist, 15.06 of ice time, four shots on goal. He had uh two more shot attempts and two hits. We talked about it last night. A little bit feisty lately from Tyler Johnson. No. I think he's uh trying to take, a, take on a leadership role with this team. Wearing the A on the shirt. Um, and playing like a leader and he, look, he, whether or not he's wearing a letter on his Jersey doesn't change the fact that he's a leader or not, but you've really seen since they started getting rid of McCabe and Lafferty and, and Kane and making all the big trades at the deadline, you can see on the ice that he is demonstrating leadership. Every damn shift. Love to see the three former lightning folks together on the line, Yeah, him and radish and Gutman tonight. It was a lot of fun. And, uh, I love Tyler Johnson, man. The guy, I, if he can only stay healthy, you know, he, he's an asset. And look, he's not going to really affect the tank one way or another. He's an effective player. But uh, give me a team full of Tyler Johnsons, and I'll I'll take it. There love was that. a uh,
2: there was a stat on the pregame show uh, that said the Blackhawks with Tyler Johnson in the lineup this season. I believe they were eighteen, nineteen, and two. Might have been uh, with him out of the lineup this season. Four, eight, and four—I think it was. So it yeah. was, it is noticeable when he's there and when he's not there. Um, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't think that Tyler John, a guy like Tyler Johnson, would have that kind of impact. But with this, with this team and 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 the way that he slots into this roster and this lineup, when he's there, he's effective. So yeah, I, I would hope that he can stay healthy and and do more of this next season, and we'll see what happens there.
3: Yep. For sure. I, I'm big Tyler Johnson fan. He's uh, impressive on and off the ice. Um, and speaking of a guy who's impressive, my four-star is going to go to our goal scorer tonight, Taylor Radish, another guy you can vote for on our former Lightning poll. Yep. Uh, that former Lightning line of Radish, Johnson, and Gutman has, has been really good since Richardson put the three of them together. They just drive the play so well. They're good defensively. Taylor Radish leads the team with 17 goals. Uh, pretty crazy. Um, obviously career high for him in his second full NHL season. This was a guy that we got with the uh, Brendan Hagel trade, and it was like, okay, we got two first round picks. Yay. But man, Radish has been really good. He's he's a guy that probably gonna be here for a couple more seasons at least. He's is an identified NHL player. Uh, 20 goal score likely this season probably you know stays healthy I don't see why he can't score at least 20 again next season Um, so you know great pickup to add him to that trade obviously was a guy that wasn't going to get a ton of uh, ton of time playing on that deep Tampa team at least not top six time and he's been a top six forward this whole season and has made the most of it so Uh, Another great effort for leading goal scorer, Taylor Radish.
2: (laughs) As we all predicted. Uh, My fourth star of the night, I am going to go with young Lucas Reichel. Uh, Didn't get a point uh, in the game tonight, but uh, was still uh, very effective, very noticeable. He had uh, just under 18 minutes of ice time tonight, three shots on goal, uh, one takeaway in his efforts. He also... Uh, Finished, I believe, as I pull it up here. uh, Third on the team in individual expected goals for with uh, a .27 rating. Second on the team in individual chances created. And second on the team in individual scoring chances created. Uh, Both of those categories second behind Tyler Johnson tonight. It's just, uh, you know, there was a, a period of time where a game like tonight where Lucas Reichel didn't get on the score sheet, we were like, you know, a little disappointed in that. But now I think what we're seeing from him is the effectiveness that he can have uh, in in games where it's not necessarily, is he he producing a point? Is he he setting up a goal? Is he scoring? There's a lot of focus on small things that he does, things away from the puck uh, and how his game is developing there. And I think we're seeing those developments uh, come along with him, uh, in in his last two call ups this season, and I think that will that eventually does translate to him having big games. He had a big three point night uh, earlier this season in his in his second call up to the team. He had a three game point streak in this in this call up uh, stint. So yeah, I think it's 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 more good uh, progression from him, more decent perf- performances, um, which is what you want to see. You want to see him continuously. Trending upwards at the NHL level. Um, so, another decent effort from him tonight, uh, albeit without a point.
1: Tonight, he played 17.57 of ice time, which is uh, the second most he's played in his career. The most he's played was uh, Wednesday against Detroit, where he played 18.51, but the ice time is going up. In his first call up, the one game he had against uh, the Devils in December, he played 13.58. Then came up for three games in January, 15.05, 16.16. And then 1232 against the Avalanche in that final game. This call up 1657 versus Dallas, 1443, 1458 against Nashville and Ottawa, 1851 against Detroit, 1623 against Florida, and again 1757 uh in this one. So he is gaining the trust of the coaching staff. Yeah, he is getting opportunities. Um it, nothing but positive from Reichel for me, especially, you know, playing on a top line with guys who are not top line players, you know. If, if the points weren't coming and the chances weren't coming and he was playing with Kane and Max Domi, yeah. I'd be a little more worried. But the fact that he's probably the top threat to score on this team, let alone on the line, the fact that he's flashing every single game to me is hugely, hugely uh, positive. And Patrick Sharp went out of his way several times during the broadcast night to mention how well Lucas Reichel was playing. So it's just funny. Here we are with what, at this point, I think third in the tank standings as it stands right now, and almost everyone feels positive about the Blackhawks, Yeah, right? There's always going to be those fringe people that just aren't paying attention or just want to be mad because Kane's gone and, and eventually Jonathan Taze will be gone, but, boy, you know, everything that Kyle Davidson said he's going to do, he's done. Now, he's got to hit on a draft fix, which is obviously the biggest thing, but he's had one draft. And people feel pretty good about what he got in this draft.
2: Yeah, uh, if you were paying attention to to college hockey and, and minor uh, or junior hockey outside of the Blackhawks tonight, you would have seen a ton of Blackhawks prospects, uh, not only in action tonight, but also thriving. Um, yeah. Gavin Hayes had a hat trick. Wyatt Kaiser had a goal. Um, Frank Nazar had an assist. Aiden Thompson had a goal. Jake Wise, remember him? He had a couple points. Uh, in, in Ohio state's lost to Michigan, Dominic James had a big game. Like, like there's a lot of guys to be excited for. And a lot of them got here this summer in the 2022 draft class. So, um, yeah, I, am I'm, I trust in Davidson to find the guys. Now it's, you got to develop them and you got, and we also got to see eventually down the road, what who he targets and and how he acts when it's now I need to sign a free agent to put us over the you know get us to the next Mm -hmm. level I need to trade a guy where I'm where I'm the one giving up things to get something in return not not trying to facilitate to just get the return Um, but that's still down the road yeah yeah
3: but I think I wouldn't be surprised if man, they've already got that twenty twenty four twenty five free season uh, free agency board already up in the in the boardroom. You know, yeah, m- yep. moving guys around every day. You know, they that's one thing that I will say about the, the this new front office is they just they, I I've just been impressed with their uh, their ability to ha- come up with a plan. And so far, stick to it. So, yep. you know, lots of reasons to be optimistic these days.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it just, I mean, just let's just recap the show so far, right? We've talked about the head coach. We've talked about the GM. We've talked about uh, who is Lucas Reichel, who is currently ranked our number three prospect, <laughs> but is the number one prospect playing, you know, f- with Rockford in Chicago. Lane right now, yeah. Uh, Cole Gutman, who was a, a college free agent signing uh, after he didn't re-sign with uh, Tampa. Like, Things are moving in a positive direction. And if the only things we see people mad about at the end of our shows is that they didn't lose, (laughs) I I just think that that's really, that's telling. You know, there are none of those moments where you're like, what the hell? And and I think as the season was approaching, we were thinking about, well, you know, the games themselves won't really matter as much. So we won't have to talk about them. So, you know what I mean? Like, we're not going to break down the X's and O's, but like, there really just have not been any WTF moments this year that I can think not of. There ton. really haven't. No. And that's that's such a huge think about how you were feeling this time last year versus now. Yeah. Right? It is a it is night and day different. And whatever happens with the draft lottery this year. Whatever happens. Your prospect system is going to get significantly better. Mm -hmm. You're gonna whoever they pick if they get one, two, three, four, that player will automatically be their top prospect. Boom from day one. Yeah. If it's if it's uh, Bedard or 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 Fantilli or Mitchkov or Leo Carlson, that guy's number one immediately, and then whoever else fills in with all these draft picks they've got. Yeah, it's it's really really encouraging, and I, I'm missing something clearly. No, no, you're good. No, I, just, no, now just, I want to know.
3: Just, just a comment. You'll know. Just what slack me. See.
1: Oh, I, is it? Uh, does it have a C next to it? <laughs> yes, okay. It does. Yeah. No. Yeah. If <laughs> you try to draw Dracula from memory, you're definitely you're
2: definitely. Uh, <laughs> no, you're you're definitely right, Jay. I, I think there there's a lot of things trending in the right direction, and and yeah, I mean, think about <clears throat> some of the other teams that are. Uh, as we as we set up our tank standings here, think about some of the other teams that are in the same position as the Blackhawks, and what future of a team would you rather have? Like, Anaheim's got some got some good players. That's like I, I could accept that. Columbus shouldn't be as ass as they are, but but no. somehow they're somehow no. they they're why they're, so ass? They're, <laughs> they're below the Blackhawks. Their Joker line. Jo- jo- Johnny.
3: Um, Astro, Columbus, 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 Blue Assets.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, Arizona. I mean, no disrespect to the to the PHNX group. They cover that team like no one else in that market does. Um, but oh my god, I would not want to be the Coyotes and like the Flyers. Would you want to be in the Flyers position? No, d- no, 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 absolutely not. So
1: like, is your coach? <laughs> well, at, least they, at
3: least they wised up and got rid of Chuck Fletcher, even though they, you're still, the people who hired Chuck Fletcher are still going to be the people that hire the next GM. Right. So, so it's, yeah, yeah, I would not want to be the Flyers.
2: So you, you look at some of the teams that are, that are there and, and how they're set up. There's not many that I would, I would trade with the future trajectory with the Blackhawks. And that's not just me being Blackhawks bias. Like, like, Anaheim's got a good future, I think. Yep. Um, San Jose,
3: I think, is gonna uh, be pretty
2: good. In San, yeah, San, Jose, some, San Jose's set up to be up. set up to be good. I'm surprised uh, they didn't try and move Carlson at the deadline. But what are you gonna do? Um, and I mean, yeah, I, I, I think if <laughs> if Arizona had a had a stadium that they knew that they could be in and weren't begging people to vote for, uh, I think the future would be a little bit brighter there. But then again, it's it's Arizona.
3: Yeah, I mean they've they've had real stadiums before and didn't do yeah. anything with it.
1: They have a great prospect system coming through, right? Yeah, and then they'll all be traded and not signed. They'll be on other teams someday. Well, I I I'm rooting for the like the Coyotes to succeed. Like you said, they've got good young, exciting players, and like the fans that are there care, and they've got great coverage. Like Craig Morgan, like you said, all those guys. Like it just ugh. figure it out. Uh, Lebowski, we're going to get to your super chat, but there's a comment from LNK I wanted to get to uh, talking about Cole Gutman. And he says, uh, Gutman made a great choice not signing with Tampa on a team like Chicago. He gets to play a certain percentage of every star player or good player is just getting a chance. So that's a good point. Gutman knew, hey, my shot in the NHL is with Chicago, not Tampa. And remember what Anders Bjork said after his three-assist game. We talked to him at the practice the next day. He said... Chicago is where I wanted to be. He's choosing to come to one of the worst teams in hockey because he knows there's an opportunity. And I know we've discussed this mm-hmm. before, but with a lot of new faces in here, the reason I think we're seeing this team compete as hard as they are is because all these guys, for the most part, are on a rehearsal. Yeah. Be it Cole Gutman, be it uh, Philip Kurashev, who's a free agent this summer, restricted free agent, be it Taylor Radish saying, hey, Hawks, hang on to me. I want to be here for a long time. Be it Peter Mrazik saying, I don't suck. I'm not one of the worst goalies in hockey, <laughs> despite the last few years of my yeah. play. Right? How about Alex Daylock? Mm-hmm. People wrote him off. We laughed when they signed Alex Daylock, saying, oh, my God, there's your tank goalie. That's a tank signing. He heard that stuff. All these guys want to prove you wrong. How about Joey Anderson, mm-hmm. who was in a limited role in Toronto, now getting an opportunity? Like, that's why we're seeing. And look, maybe their opportunity not here. But all these guys are trying out for secondary chances here or elsewhere, and I think that's a big part of why uh, they are as competitive and they are playing as hard as they are.
2: Yeah, uh, the Blackhawks are are an auditioning stage right now. Yep, and and you're gonna get some some good performances out of it. So, yeah, it's 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 smart. <clears throat> it's a smart move by some of these guys to uh, not cry and complain and say, Oh, I I was you know, I was in the Buffalo system and they're fighting for a playoff spot or I was, you know, the I was a, a tweener with the Maple Leafs and they're gonna be in the playoffs. Like, yeah, but now you're playing full time in the NHL. Like you weren't getting that opportunity before and, and they're they're making the most of, of that chance and, and we saw guys last year, Taylor Radish especially, um, be in the same position and make the most of it. And and the the player that he's turning into is is looking like a guy who could potentially be here when the team competes again in a in a more limited role, but a role that maybe he wasn't ever going to get with the, with Tampa. So it's 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 a good position to be in where you you can give an opportunity to players to prove that to, to prove that they can be in the in the NHL because you're going to get a lot out of those guys. Yep. Um, and the Blackhawks are going to have a lot of money to spend uh, in the next two summers, and they might find some guys that you know on on this year's team. Or next year's team, however they, they they get them, that they don't have to outsource and be like, oh, we got to go sign a free agent. They might have a guy who's on an expiring deal that comes in and plays 15, 20 games and is really good. And you're like, you know what? There's that guy. There's the guy. Yeah, sure. We already got him. So it's it'll it's an interesting uh, position to be in for sure. You
1: guys remember Victor Svedberg? Yes. yes. The don't. big the big speed, six nine. Two thirty-one. He, giraffe, was, a, he yeah. was one of the black don't, don't, aces. Don't say something about him on on Facebook or, or
3: on Twitter. His brother will come after you. Oh, we don't <laughs> have to worry about that with Mackenzie Entwistle.
1: Um But uh, <laughs> do you think yeah, he'd rather know. play twenty-seven games for the Dynasty Blackhawks and get to hoist a cup while he's not sweaty, or be a full-time NHL player on a lesser team? That was the first guy I thought of. Who's like oh. who was a who was like along for the ride with the Dynasty Hawks, and he was one of those guys, right? Like. I don't know. I think they're like these guys want to oh. play. Gutman, see that.
2: I'd like to be in the team photo with the Stanley Cup. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> no, that is. <laughs> fun. But but yes, being being a, a guy that that played in the NHL for a couple hundred games that maybe you weren't expecting to, that would that'd be a, a nice little career, you know, feather in your cap.
3: Gutman's situation, how he picked the Hawks over Tampa, reminds me a little bit of. Uh, Kevin Hayes. Remember, Kevin Hayes was a a high draft pick of the Blackhawks. First round
2: pick. First round pick. The first pick of this guy. Yeah. 2010 draft. Who never played for the Blackhawks because he finished his college career
3: and elected to go to free agency because at that time, the Blackhawks were in the midst of their dynasty run and... He went and saw, you know, he Jesus. had an opportunity. You know, it was, it was was it the Rangers he originally signed with?
2: Uh, yeah. mm, was, yes, I want to say yes.
3: But he had a more opportunity to play there because Kevin Hayes, coming in as a rookie in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, whenever it was going to be,
2: he's going to have a lot of meals at the uh, Rockford Olive Garden. He
3: wasn't going to get a a, a, a a chance to be a contributor right away, especially young guy. Quenville. Quenville. A lot of people said, "Oh, he was just mad because they traded his brother Jimmy." That's a load of crap. If you actually believe that, <laughs> because he went to go play and it's worked out pretty well for him. He's yeah. made millions of dollars. Yep. He was an all-star this year. Mm-hmm. He's become, you know, a top six player. Had he signed with the Blackhawks, his career. I'm not saying he wouldn't be in the same position, but it would have been a much harder road. To, but he had a quicker trajectory going elsewhere and mm-hmm. yet yeah, he missed out on winning a Stanley Cup with the Hawks. Look at Ryan Hartman, look at Philip Deneau. Yeah, mm-hmm. right? Like sometimes it's, it's just yeah, everybody wants to win a Stanley Cup, but sometimes if you want to have your own better career, you got to go elsewhere and and you know, hey, you could come to the Hawks here, play really good for two or three years and then Go sign with that Stanley Cup contender that gives you the opportunity. Yep. But sometimes you just got to take your opportunities when you get them and make the most of it. And the Hawks are are thriving with guys like that.
1: All right, let's get, let's knock out our Super Chats. Then we're going to get to uh, an ad break, a and then we'll get to our uh, tank thon stuff. Got a $2 Super Chat from Lebowski5. Where does Korczynski play next year? I don't think he's in the NHL next year. No, I know that was a bait going on. I think
3: yeah. he can't play in the AHL because of his age and the dumb CHL rule. I just don't see it. Unless he's just amazing in training camp. He's going to have to blow
1: minds and, and not allow people to send him down.
3: I just think if Kyle Davison has shown us early he's super patient yeah. with his development. I think he'll start the season back in the WHL. And then when that season's over, then he probably makes a late jump to the Hawks, depending on how long his season goes. Um, but I just I don't see it happen. Uh, I don't see it happening next year. But stranger things have happened.
2: It sounds like there's a possibility. Uh, I think it was Scott Power said there's a possibility that he starts the season with the Blackhawks next year if he has a good training camp. My thought is that sure he might start the year with them play nine games, nine games and go and, back yeah. to Seattle. I think that that might be the route that, that he goes and look like if he has a really good training camp, um, he's having a fantastic season again this year for the Thunderbirds. Um, probably going to have a long postseason uh, with them. So I, I wouldn't imagine he's, there's going to be any opportunity for him to, to, to come in before the end of the, before the end of this season and, and do anything. Um, so, if he has a really good training camp, if, you know, if he has a good preseason showing, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts the year with them, plays a couple games, and then heads back. Yeah. I would be shocked if he's a full-time NHL player next year yeah, because, that's, because <laughs> that's the only option. Like, like you said, yeah, he yeah. can't go to Rockford. He's only, still only 18. So, yeah. it's, he couldn't go to Rockford for another two seasons. So, right. if, he's, if he's making the jump, it's going to be up here in Chicago. Yeah,
3: there's no harm letting him start the season here, give him four or five games. And if he plays where he says, you're not sending me back, well, then you don't send him back. There's nothing. I mean. Well,
2: we said that with Reichel yeah, earlier but, this but year. Yeah, but
3: Reichel, you could send back to the AHL. You can't. Well, I mean, make, you, can yeah. s-
2: you can send Korczynski back to the WHL. Right. So, I mean.
3: But if, you, but if he makes his case and you, you, you give him four or five games and he says, and the way he plays, you're like, well, we've got ourselves a teenage phenom here. But I don't see that happening.
1: Especially for a defenseman. But, like, I still think. As well as Reichel's played over his last two call-ups, I still don't think he's put on enough of a display to be like this guy can absolutely never play a game in Rockford again. I no, I still don't think Reichel's at that no, point. He's go- I think because going-
2: they they laid it out after they when they brought him up and then sent him back down in a 12 hour span. Yeah, that that completely obliterated the when he's here he's here notion. So it was like okay, so we're just gonna go back to him going up and down. That's fine, and he's been doing. Just fine in the AHL and the Ice Hogs desperately miss him. Yes, um, but yeah, I think he he has benefited from the extended period of time getting
1: development games, which is I'm important. Sorry. Joe, Joey just did like a ballerina. Uh, <laughs> that was beautiful. Can you do it behind it? Do that jump again on the screen. Here we go. We're about to start our show, so I gotta go. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> the uh, freshy tequila seltzers are really I, will say, yeah, I guess they're caffeinated, <laughs> It was <too. laughs> a little daintier over there than it was uh, here, it was, but uh, you got the point. You got the point. That was wonderful. Uh, that was great. <laughs> Anything can happen on live <laughs> podcasting. And we have a $2 super sticker from super Alan. Sticker. A thumbs up. Okay. I don't know thank what that you, is, Alan. but thank I, you. I looked I didn't it up. Know it was
2: we, a big red thumbs up. Money is money. Sweet. Yeah, Sweet. We'll I didn't know it. we
1: could do super stickers. I saw, I saw a super sticker open up for uh, the breeders in ninety Good 96. show. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. Um, All right, we got to take an ad break and then we're going to come back with our tank spins. We've got our 101 likes. We appreciate that. If we get to 110, I'll add a bonus spin. So we already got two. 110. We We get to 110, we'll do three spins. Let's go. We can do it. Uh, First, Greg's going to tell you about how to look sexy when you golf.
3: Well, that's something I've never accomplished. Have you ever golfed? Yes. Then you have. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. it. All right. Manifest, as Cody says. If you want to look extra sexy and spiffy and all the other S adjectives on the golf course this spring and summer, you need to check out Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of CHGO. We love our pins and aces, and you will too. You're going to get a ton of compliments on and off the golf course when you're decked out in some pins and aces gear. They are family owned. Whoa, we're, we're showing socks. How am I supposed to get through the ad when you're showing <laughs> Sorry, feet over that's there? for Casper. <laughs> they are a family owned golf and apparel business and will show feet if you buy two sets of golf clubs. They make amazing polos, hats, golf bags, and even. The very popular beer sleeve, not the beef sleeve, the beer sleeve. An innovative product that allows you to store seven beers right inside your golf bag and keep drinks cold the entire round. That's that's your secret weapon there, is keeping your beverages cold on a hot summer day. Whether you want cans of beer, cans of non-alcoholic beer, cans of sparkling water, liquid Liquid death. death. Cans of RC or Green River, whatever your favorite golf course drink is. Green River. Keep it cold on the golf course with the beer sleeve from Pins and Aces. So check out PinsAndAces.com. Use that promo code CHGO and receive 15% off your first order to get free shipping. That's PinsAndAces.com. And while you're at it, if you're buying something on any website these days, Try CHG or go- Yo, at the promo checkout. You yeah. never know.
1: It might work for something. Give it a shot. Uh, and listen up. This is very, very important. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities they serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that help find energy-saving opportunity, opportunities, whether it's Lightning, HVACs lightning (laughs) i'm off to a great start let's start that sentence over steven edit that out comet offers free facility assessments that can help find energy saving opportunities whether it's lighting hvac systems commercial kitchen equipment or industrial processes an authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs these can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours within three to four weeks Customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Start saving money and energy today. For energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment, go to comed.com/poweringbiz. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? Call ComEd at 855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program representative. Email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online or on their website at comed.com slash facility assessment. We are two likes away from a bonus spin. Let's go. Someone smash that like button for the love of God. Are we clear. While We're waiting. Let's check out the tank standings. What we got? Something.
2: <laughs> I, I don't know who's who had the comment oh. first, but they said, "Does Tenorti, uh keep the A next year and get the yeah from Mark W? Important question. Does Tenorti get the A next year and some Chevy <laughs> commercials?" And I, I right as you started the super serious comment read, yes, I saw Chucko Muckle's uh, comment in response to that, and he said. Uh, Where was it? Um, uh, Yes. And he (laughs) had butts the truck at the end of the commercial with his (laughs) fractured jaw. And I don't know why. It's just one of those dumb things that made me giggle very uh, giddily. And um, I really was trying not to mess up that read.
1: No, good job. 111 likes, guys. Hey. All
2: Um, right.
1: Jared Torney probably actually drives a Chevy, too. Yeah, he might. From 1994. (laughs) Yeah, because it was not a Chevy left behind the L post that was struck many, many years ago. New, if you recall correctly. All right, uh, let's update the tank standings, shall we? <laughs> we shall.
2: I just got that. All
1: right, the Hawks currently third in the tank standings with fifty points in 66 games. The Columbus Blue Assets have uh forty seven <laughs> points in Ash sixty-five jackets. games. <laughs> the San ass J Sharks have fifty points in fifty five game in sixty six games rather. And then Arizona and uh Anaheim round out the Asaheim. five. Asaheim Arizona. <laughs> it's too early for us to be this slap happy. But it's two shows in a row, so I guess it adds up. And we're jumping ahead this tonight. So it's technically almost eleven. All right, we're going to tankathon cuz they have not been awful lately. We've got three spins at the wheel. Unless the show ends with St. Louis or Detroit Detroit getting a number 1 overall pick. Mm. That's how we get an automatic
2: Screw bonus those spin. guys.
1: So, let's spin it. And let's, let's spin go it home.
2: once and be done. Ugh.
0: Nope, uh, we're not going to talk about uh, it. That, that nope,
1: nope. Ass Lewis. Reset. Delete that part of the podcast too. All right, here we go. Come on, come on, come on. That's a little better. Jose Chicago, Columbus. All right. Take that. That's okay. All
2: right, here we go.
1: All right, come number on. Number winner. three. Come on. Oh, yeah. hey. Arizona, Columbus, San Jose, Chicago. Well,
2: we got we got yeah. second in one of them. That's, that's fine. That's we'll okay. take that. All right. At least it wasn't
3: okay. We're gonna
1: have to revisit our question soon. Would you trade the opportunity to pick one if it guarantees you number two? love that question and it changes all the time all right we've got an update before we wrap up our poll results and we are right this is very close who is your favorite former lightning player Tyler Johnson with 34% mm. Taylor Radish with 31% wow. Cole Gutman with 30% huh? and Boris Kachuk with 5% hey
2: that's at least more than your vote yeah, I know I think votes. some
1: other people the, the Kachuk family yes. <laughs> jumped on here
2: uh, at least he has a family yeah, at
1: least he's got one All right, and one final reminder, all you new people, go to allchgo.com, and you old people, you can do it too, and become a diehard today. You'll get that free shirt or hat upon sign-up. Access to all of the great stuff, uh, written content, and all of our events. Look, you go to an event, you buy a T-shirt, the thing pays for its damn self, so jump on it, allchgo.com. We are off Sunday and Monday, so we'll be back Tuesday post-game. Right. Bruin, Bruins
2: are in town Black for Bruins. St. Patrick's Day night. So Day get all your
1: green jersey uh, takes ready. Chicago and Boston on St. Patrick's Day. What could go wrong? Mm.
2: Yikes. That'll be Oof. fun. Hey, the Bruins uh, clinched a playoff spot tonight. All right. If you guys are sweating it out.
3: Yeah. I mean, maybe they'll <laughs> sit everybody on Tuesday now. That was
1: stressful. That was really, really going to come down to the wire for them. Yeah. All right. We're going to wrap things up. Thanks to Stephen for running the show. As always, we'll talk to you Tuesday night on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.